And then I ended up gaining, I think 25 more pounds after that diagnosis. Cause I was stressed and it was the holidays and I thought I'm just going to drink and eat and just, you know, cause I was eating my feelings. Like we've talked about the emotional. Okay, everybody. I am super excited. I have one of the many amazing little rays of sunshine that live inside the inner circle coaching group today is Megan Preble. I said the last name, correct. Is that right? Megan? That is correct. Awesome. Awesome. So Megan's here with us. She's going to share some of her incredible story, guys, gals, there are highs and there are lows and um, man, she just, she has a knack for not only making great decisions, but finding and cultivating the best attitude in the world. So you're going to get so much out of this. You, here we go. Megan, my dear, please tell us just a little bit of your story about your, you know, just life and health and, and weight loss. And I know there was a time when you kind of gained some weight and, you know, what you've tried in the past and anything else you'd like to share. The stage is yours. Well, all right. Thank you so much. So if I look back at my life, I will say that I've probably struggled the majority of it with weight loss. I have always done well losing the weight, but I haven't done well keeping it off. So I look at my whole life and I feel I'm very blessed. I have a wonderful, very supportive family and I have wonderful faith. And I believe that God is in this story as well. And he's in all of the details every day of my life. So I look back and I think, okay, I'm going to, this is the time where I'm really going to do this. So one day I was looking into podcasts and I typed in motivational weight loss and your podcast came up, I started listening and I thought, I really like what this guy has to say. His process seems too easy, but I really want to look into it. So I spent about three months listening to your podcast and I realized this is something that I really want to sign up for. However, this is probably for very rich people that can afford these kind of things and not me. <laughs> so I um, decided that I would email and check it out, see if it was a good fit for me. And your team said I was a good fit and I felt like it was a good fit for me. So I started and it was very affordable on a monthly basis. And I thought this is worth every penny. So uh, the process, I look back at the very beginning and it was you had said to me, whoa, Nellie, slow down. I wanted to do everything right away, like everybody seems to want to do. And I just thought this is very slow and very different from what I've done in the past. Because in the past, I've done several different things. Um, you know, I've done low carb, I've done keto, I've done counting points, um, packaged foods, uh, shakes, bars, you name it, I've done it. But I've never really been able to sustain any type of long-term weight loss over the years. It's just, I lose the weight. And then about a year into the weight loss, it starts to creep back slowly and surely it's back and more, more weight is added on as well. So I just, I look back at all that and I look back at my health and I always took it for granted, always had good health my whole life until recently I had a very big health scare. And that health scare started to make me really think about my life and my family and my choices. And while listening to your podcast, I kept hearing you say, we're going to get you there. And I thought this inner circle was something that I would really enjoy. So once I did join, I realized how much support I was lacking, how much accountability I was lacking. 
my motivation was lacking and I really wanted to boost all that. And the group did all those things for me. And also your process laid out everything in such a manner where I felt it was so doable day by day, bit by bit. Um, and so back to my health scares. So what happened was in 2020 in July, I started having some female health issues and uh, the doctor explained to me that I would need to take an estrogen pill to help out with my hormones. And um, I uh, started taking the estrogen pills and it did help quite a bit. But then I went on an airplane and I had surgery and those three things created blood clots in my body called a DVT, deep vein thrombosis. and it's a very serious condition. And I was, um, you know, very concerned to be, be diagnosed with it. However, I knew that, um, there would be, you know, doctors and different medicines that could help me get through it. So when the shock of getting, of having a DVT and being scared of having a pulmonary embolism for about 21 to 30 days, you have to start taking uh, a blood thinner and you really can't do any activity because they're worried that the, um, clot is going to head onto your um, lungs. So I had to kind of halt and stop everything. And it was the holidays. And I just let my emotions get the best of me. And it was also COVID times. And I just started to eat and uh, just kind of eat my feelings. And I realized after a couple months, I felt horrible. I did not feel good. And then my blood pressure started to rise. My cholesterol was rising. And all those, the doctors, I was having a lot of doctors watch me, cardiologist, hematologist, primary care. And I just felt, you know, kind of overwhelmed and helpless. So that's why I joined this group. And it really um, has helped me get a mindset of taking everything one day at a time. And then the doctors are taking care of my health. And your group is inspiring me to take care of my nutrition and my activity. And I really feel like in the last six months since I joined, I have this down. I know what I'm doing. I also fail. I'm not perfect. I, um, we have this thing in the inner circle called liquid calories. And that is something that Corey knows from day one that I have struggled with. I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm not a soda drinker, but I like my wine. And all you listeners out there probably know who love wine. It is a struggle when you enjoy having wine and relaxing, but it's a liquid calorie and it adds to your caloric intake every time you have it. So becoming more mindful in the past six months of my wine consumption that really started about February. And then by March, it was less. And by April, it was less. And it was kind of a daily thing for me. And uh, adding to that was the cheese and crackers. So every day, get home from work, I'm having my cheese, which is fat, my crackers, which is the carb, and my wine, which is the sugar. Terrible combination. <laughs> as Corey would say, but you know, on occasions it's lovely to have, of course, but I was doing that on a daily basis. So I know now how the weight came on. It wasn't just a hormonal issue. It was several issues and my activity was, I was very inactive and I've always been an active person, but this blood clot kind of froze me. 
And I just had so much fear in me that something terrible was going to happen that I just didn't really, you know, do much but walk. So looking back at the entire six months and all that I've learned, um, it's all the coaching and being coachable. Mm -hmm. And not everybody's coachable, as I hear. (laughs) (laughs) Some people are certainly more coachable than others. (laughs) Right. And I just want... I have, I have, I have huge goals of being healthy. That's my main goal. Now that wasn't ever my goal ever before it was to, you know, smaller. And, um, uh, and I, I really feel, um, that in, in, you know, when I look at the whole picture, weight loss is a succession of progress in a overall long period of time. And my, this, this whole process has taught me that baby steps are the only way to change poor habits and choices. We, every day we have choices. We can choose, you know, to have something with sugar, or we can choose to have something that's more whole, a whole food. What I've also learned is I've also always been a healthy eater and I've always loved to exercise, but the motivation on a daily basis to make the right choices haven't been there for me in the past couple of years. And I've always wanted to get back to, you know, feeling better. And I am feeling like a million bucks right now. (laughs) It feels so good. Even though I have um, a medical condition that is still, I'm kind of in limbo. I saw my doctor yesterday. I'm, I am going to, inter- I'm going to interrupt you right here, Megan. I know I just told you like a minute ago, like, oh, Megan, I'm not going to interrupt you. And now, <laughs> now I'm doing exactly that. But, but I want to point out before we get too far from them, I'm over here, like taking notes f- frantically because Megan's sharing so much great stuff. I want to point out about three or four things. And then I want to get into the medical situation because there, there may be a lot of listeners out there going, oh, wow, Megan had this health scare. And that really scared her to take action. And now she's, well, of course, now she's inside, you know, the coaching group and she's doing great because that, that health scare is gone now and it's not a stressor. And so now she doesn't stress eat or eat her emotions, but that's not true. Hold on. This is just part of the story. So we're going to get to this. But first I want to share a few things she said, guys, Megan said, I didn't really like, and she said earlier, like my family is so supportive and, and from everything I can tell interacting with her in the, in the coaching group, her family is incredibly supportive. But then a little bit later, she said, like, I didn't realize how much accountability I was lacking. And I didn't realize like how much support and like education, you know, in this area that I was lacking. My friends, one of the things that we talk about in the coaching group is we don't know what we don't know. And there are a lot of people out there who are maybe floating around and, you know, kind of dabbling with weight loss or they've tried and failed and tried and failed. And they can't figure out why they're not successful. And the, one of the reasons is, is that they don't know what they don't know. They, they can't see what they can't see. That's the point of coaching. That's the point of support. That's the point of guidance, uh, of professional guidance in some capacity. So that was the first thing I wanted to point out. The second thing I wanted to point out was how Megan said, hey, I've been doing this six months and like, I really feel like I have it down. And then her next sentence was, I'm not perfect. What? Like, like, I mean, again, if maybe if Megan were still listening, if she were still out there, not, you know, hadn't hadn't gone through this process and she were still out there listening, that might be a shocker. Like, wait a minute. And I know for some of you, it's a shocker. Like, wait, I thought you had this down, but you mean you still mess up? Yes, absolutely. 100%. One of the things I teach and preach and that we coach about in the group 
we are not striving for perfect. Perfection is a myth. It's so silly. Like we can never achieve perfection. What we want is to be imperfectly consistent. And that is exactly what Megan is. She's imperfectly consistent. She still messes up. That's perfectly okay. But she's taking steps and she's made massive strides. Another thing, uh, just incredible jewel of wisdom that I wanted to bring out from what she said. She was, she had the health issues and some, some female things and some hormonal things. And she said, I, I realized it wasn't just a hormonal issue. Like if I took steps and I did things differently, like I actually can lose weight and I did lose weight. And you know what, if I'm really honest, the cheese and crackers and wine every day probably wasn't helping, you know, when it comes to weight gain and weight loss. And it's, this is incredibly true for ladies, but for men as well. We are, we are, we so easily discredit the tiny little daily habits that we have that we think, oh, that can't make a big difference. But then we want to blame it on something mysterious like hormones. Now, I've said it before, I'll say it again. There are some people that have hormonal issues that make losing weight more difficult. That's probably one to 2% of the population. That's not research or science that I've seen. That's just from my experience coaching people. That's just a guesstimate. For the other 98, not, 98 to 99% of us, it's not a hormonal issue. It's the little daily things that creep in that we kind of just discredit and don't think that could be it. So the last thing I want to mention before I, I bring Megan back here to, to, to update you on where her health is and what's going on. One of the most beautiful and amazing things that she said, please don't miss this. She said, my, she didn't say my goals have shifted, but her goals have shifted. She joined the group. She said, I, I, I really wanted to be smaller. She's like, now I, I really want to be healthier. I want to feel great. And I know for many of you, for a lot of people who are striving to lose weight, the goal is, oh my gosh, I want to be smaller. I want to fit into smaller size. I want to see a lower number on the scales. I want to, you know, I just want to be thinner. I get it. I understand. But my friends, that is a surface goal. And once you begin to peel the layers back and you really get deep into the process and you really start asking yourself some great questions, you'll discover that your goals will probably shift. And it won't just be about being smaller. It will be about feeling better and having better health and all these things. So anyways, okay. All right, Megan, here we go. So Megan said earlier, she talked about developing these blood clots in the DVT, right? Well, she had been in the group for some time. We knew a little bit about that history. And then boom, out of nowhere, she shares with us this news. Go for it, Megan. So I had been in the group since uh, early February. And mid-February, um, I found out that my uh, clots finally, after two years, had dissolved. And it was such amazing news. Um, and the doctor wanted to uh, start weaning me off the um, blood thinner. So I started that process and he told me not to fly or go anywhere uh, in a car um, for more than two hours uh, for fear of, you know, getting new blood clots. And while you're weaning, you have to watch out for that. So I had um, a trip planned in um, May, Mother's Day weekend, and I had flown um, uh, on one flight and had no issues. But on the way home on Mother's Day, I got off the airplane and took off the compression stocking that I had on my left leg, and I noticed that my leg was swollen. And I knew right then and there that I had to go get checked, but my husband and I decided that we'd wait a couple days just to make sure it wasn't just normal swelling. And, uh, but I went to the sea, uh, to get the ultrasound done, the Doppler on, uh, just a couple days later, 
um, because my birthday was the next day and I didn't want to ruin my birthday by doing that. So I went on May 10th and within 10 minutes of having the ultrasound, the doctor called and said, you have two new DVTs and this is serious. And I was just like in shock because I did everything right. Everything right, but I was told to do. I didn't travel for eight weeks. I waited. I wore the compression stockings. I took the medication, everything. So he said to me, this is beyond him now. And I need to go see an anticoagulant specialist. And that might take a few months to get into. But for right now, there is no travel, no travel. You're starting the Xeralto all over again. So basically I'm starting like all over. I was on 10 milligrams and I had to go back up to 30 immediately. So 15 in the morning, 15 at night. I couldn't be active for a month when I had just been doing so well with my activity. So that was a bummer. Um, but I knew it was a choice that I had to make nutrition wise. If I was on point with my nutrition during that time, that month, I should be okay. So I chose that. I chose to realize that the movement and the activity wasn't going to happen. And it was pretty much doctor's orders. So, um, after that, uh, let's see here, it was, um, probably a couple weeks after I had that diagnosis, they, they did another ultrasound and it had started dissolving. So that was really good news. We knew that the Zeralta was working and, but then this is the sad part about everything is my daughter is getting married in September and there are several events that we had planned all summer long in California. I live in Arizona and, um, all those required me to travel and I wasn't allowed to go to anything. So it's been really tough. And as Corey and I have talked about this, you know, yes, I had my little pity party for a couple of days and I cried and I was upset, but I had to feel those feelings so I could move forward. And so I chose to move forward and to stay as positive as I could and focus on what am I going to get to do as opposed to what am I not going to get be able to do. So when it came to her bridal shower, when it came to her graduation, she was earning her master's in marriage and family therapy. I was just on FaceTime for all those events. Was it difficult? Yes, but I'm still alive. And that's the big, biggest, the whole, that's the biggest thing. I'm alive and I'm well, and I am able to be at least on the technology to see my daughter graduate, to see her, you know, open her gifts at her bridal, you know, shower. So I, I'm focusing on those things. And then in the next seven, six, seven weeks, when the wedding is, I get to be at the bridal luncheon the day before I get to be at the rehearsal dinner. She's having her bachelorette party in Scottsdale. So I get to be part of that. So that's all, those are all very, very special moments that I will get to be a part of. And I'm looking, so looking forward to those things, but also I'm feeling so much better because I have lost a lot of weight. And I feel um, proud of myself that when I see everybody, it's I'm going to feel not only feel healthy, but I'm going to look better in those pictures, <laughs> which I've not been happy with in the past couple of years. It's been a struggle for me to be in any photo. Um, so now I feel ready. Um, I still have, you know, I've signed up for six more months in the inner circle. So I still have work to do. Um, I, I keep, you know, I, I, I know that I have to continue because the accountability is the most important thing. Plus I did see my doctor yesterday who I've been waiting to see yesterday was the big day. And she did say that the weight loss is amazing. However, there's still more to go because the blood clots stretched out my veins so much that because I'm over 50, 
my veins are not going to heal. So I learned that news yesterday. I, we can't turn back the clock. So I have the, uh, some venous insufficiency that's uh, going on right now that might continue forever. We, are, we did a bunch of labs yesterday. So there's a few things going on, but what we do know is that my veins are not going to go back to their normal. My blood flow is never going to be what it was. So I, I have accepted that and I most likely will be on blood thinner, this blood thinner uh, uh, lifelong, but there's management. So, okay, okay. Megan shared this story very nicely and very neatly. But I, I want to really hone in here, guys. She, she gets in inside this weight loss program, for lack of a better phrase. And she's doing great and she's being active. And, okay, all of her health issues are behind her. And there's nothing but sunny skies ahead. And her daughter's getting married. And she's graduating with her master's degree and all these amazing things. And, all of these family trips and family celebrations and family outings and boom, terrible news, terrible news. You have to stop being active. You can't go to any of these family celebrations and family activities that require travel. You have to stay home by yourself for most people. That is a recipe for severe depression. Rightfully so. I understand. And it is a recipe to straight up eat your emotions, to sit around, drink a ton of wine, if wine is your thing, which Megan said it was, drink a ton of wine and just eat your face off and feel sorry for yourself. And as Megan said, she had a little pity party and that's entirely understandable. But then don't miss this. She chose a different perspective. We always hear people say, oh, you just have, some of you may be thinking, man, Megan just has the best perspective. I can hear it in her voice. She's so positive. She just has the best. No, 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 no. She doesn't just have the best perspective. She chooses the best perspective. She intentionally chose it. And she stayed super connected to our inner circle family through this time. And we all circled around her and did everything we could to support her and love her and encourage her throughout this. But before that ever happened, Megan, we talked about this before we started recording. What did your daughter, like when all of this happened, boom, all this news came to you, what did your daughter share with you? And then also about like the interaction with you and I, where I was like, Hey, if you, if you want to stop, stop, you know, so, so just share a little bit more about that. Yeah. So my, my daughter called me when she found out what my diagnosis was again. And she says, mom, please don't make the choices that you made the last time this diagnosis happened. You know, how how horrible you have felt, how unhealthy you have been. Please try to do everything you can to not go back there. And I said to her, I promise you, all three of my kids, all three of them were so, have been so concerned about me and my weight, and they just want me to feel healthy again. And um, they really, that's all they really want. And my husband too, they just, my whole family, they, did, they just want me to feel healthy you know, and happy and whole again. And they've all seen, you know, all the ups and downs that I have highs and lows. I mean, everything. And, you know, I, I'm a very open person. I share my heart with, you know, my family and my friends and all you listeners now are hearing my, you know, my story. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I just made the choice and I could have, I mean, Corey asked me if I wanted to leave the group and there's different types of you know, um, stress in life. And this is the life changing kind. 
And he offered me to take a break from the group and come back when I wanted to. And I said, nope, I am sticking with this. I need the prayers. I need the support, the accountability. And I, I need this group to get me through this. And it has been a tremendous um, season for me of sadness, hope, faith, encouragement. But I, I'm seeing the, the light. The light's coming. And that's, I'm so excited about it because I feel like you have to accept things too. And I'm, I've accepted my situation and still don't know everything yet, but uh, boy, I sure feel a lot better. 40 pounds lighter. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. man. Oh man. So, oh my goodness. So Megan just said a season of sadness, hope, faith, and encouragement. And I would also throw in disappointment. Like it's been all of those things for her. And then here's the crazy part, my friends. Anyone in everyone's weight loss journey is a combination of all those things. Whether whether you have a health issue or not, your weight loss journey will be some big mixed up conglomeration of sadness, hope, faith, disappointment, but then encouragement, and then hope and faith and sadness again. It's 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 all of those things, and it's up and it's down and it's all over the place. But when, like Megan, you choose to have the best perspective possible and you choose to prioritize your health and move forward, not just for yourself, but for your loved ones. Don't miss that guys. Sometimes, sometimes the boy in your brain will misconstrue things to make you feel selfish for taking care of yourself. <laughs> Isn't that the most jacked up thing in the world? And Megan just said all of her family was like, mom, my dear wife, whatever, if it was her husband, Hey, Megan, all we want, is for you to just feel good again. All we want is for you to be healthy again. And oh my gosh, I can't remember, Megan. It was maybe two weeks or a month ago, something like that. Megan made a post inside the group and there was this picture of her and she was just beautiful and glowing and just the words she shared with that. It was just like, wow, look at this. Look at, she was just radiant and glowing like health and, and, and happiness and joy amidst all of these these things that have been going on so anyways i could go on and on and on megan i've got some more questions for you and we're going to wrap this up megan and i could get on a roll but here we go so let's see uh what did i want to ask you next so what would you say like right now for you is the most different like um you, let, let me throw a few questions at you you can pick one of these or you can use you can answer with some combination but either what's most different for you now versus like a year and a half or two years ago or what has surprised you the most about the process or kind of on the coattails of all that, what's been the biggest like game changer aha realization for you? So any, any of those, all of those, whatever you just share from your heart. Okay. So basically there is no quick fix. There is no quick fix. Basically when I look back, um, I, I needed to be committed and consistent. I was neither of those things. When I joined the group, I started to become committed. The consistency has been growing and growing. And so much so where I am working out six days a week and I have never done that. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of on fire right now with the activity because it's really just melting the inches away. And, um, plus I feel so good, you know, <laughs> I feel so good when I'm, when I am done with a, a workout. Um, 
And I was looking back to at what I was doing before uh, I joined. And, you know, I think I've told you this. I have a twin sister and she's we're on the phone like 10 times a day. And um, she was my go to accountability person and would say, you know, you do you, you do the best you can. And I realized after a while she couldn't help me. She tried. And um, she does not have a weight problem at all. I'm the one who has the weight problem. So she would tell me all her little secrets and her magic in the middle and everything else. And um, she's got it. She's got it down. And I am so happy that I learned that I needed a coach. Hmm. My sister could not be my coach. She's my sister. My husband could not be my coach. He's my husband. And my kids, everybody can encourage me, but I wasn't, I wasn't ready um, with any of them to uh, commit. It just took an organized process to help me see it differently, you know, and, um, but I really, really do feel that, uh, the, the weekly teaching and the coaching is what's really changed me. I mean, just listening to everybody else and all their issues. I'm not alone. We all have the same problem. <laughs> it, 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 no, it's, it really is true. Like it's guys, when you're not connected to some sort of group of like-minded people who are striving for a similar goal, when you're not connected to that, we fall into this trap of feeling like we're on an island. I call it, call it diet island, especially if no one else in your close circle, if, or even if they do struggle with weight, with weight, it doesn't matter. We feel all alone. And there is such tremendous power in connecting with a group where you go, wait a minute, that's, that's exactly what went through my head last week. Wait a minute. Those are the exact same struggles that I'm having. And sometimes it's just a slightly different version of the same thought or the same unhealthy belief pattern or belief or mental pattern or, you know, daily habits or whatever. Like Megan, she gets in the group and she sees other people who go, wait, I love my wine too. I love my cheese and crackers too. You know, it's all kinds of things. And so, oh man, I'm sorry, Megan, I interrupted. Was there more you were going to share in regards to that? No, I, I, I think if any more questions you have for me. Yes, I'm going to throw one more thing at you and we will wrap this up. This has been amazing. So what's the number one thing that you want people to know about losing weight or nutrition or body image or whatever? Like if you were still, Megan, you talked about how you listened to the podcast for three or four months or however long before you joined the inner circle. If you were still out there listening, what would you want to say to the old version of yourself? And, and this isn't meant to necessarily be a, a sales pitch for the inner circle, just, um, in general, like, you know, what would you want the old you to know? Well, <clears throat> the old me was always overwhelmed and confused whenever I would start some sort of a plan. Um, I felt deprived. I felt there were false claims on, you know, you're going to get here, you know, in six weeks, you know. Um, but looking back, being overwhelmed, feeling deprived, being confused, all those things really are, um, they just didn't help me. And I didn't feel like anything I really um, tried in the past couple of years was working. Um, you know, you search for all these things that are going to work. And I just thought, I'm just going to count my calories. I'm just going to try to get out there and exercise. But it's there, like I've said, there's no quick fix. You take the steps and to change your lifestyle. And that's what I'm learning. I am literally changing my, I've changed my lifestyle. This is forever. This is, there's no end to this uh, process for me now. I will be 
eating this way, which I have to tell you, I just love how I, I love how I eat every day. And I feel very sustained on a daily basis. And I do not get under the scale on a daily basis at all anymore. I used to be obsessed with the scale. Every single day I get on morning, I get on at night, afternoon. Oh, you know, and I do know I have learned there is way more than that number to me than that number on the scale. There's so, so, so let me just be clear. Hold on. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This makes no sense, Megan. You mean you stopped getting on the scale all the time and you actually lost 40 pounds? Like what? You must've gotten sick. Like how, 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 how does that even happen? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it is. It's crazy because the scale was only moving in the wrong direction before. And I mean, I, I just, one day, I think it took me a couple months of being in the coaching group to really stop getting on the scale hmm. because there was something about getting on the scale. It just made, it just what I did every morning. Right. But then later in the day, you know, you, you get on, oh, I just ate something I shouldn't have eaten and you get on. Oh, okay. You know, it's that whole thing. It's the bully in your brain saying, you're not, you're not going to be able to do this. This is not going to work. Um, but I started to realize I released myself from the scale and that helped me. Um, basically I weigh myself probably every few weeks when I go to the doctor, I've been, you know, obviously going to many doctors. So that's when I see what I weigh, but, um, but at home it's, it's, nice to get on like we talked about just in the beginning of the month and it's been so surprising but to not be obsessed about it anymore because mm -hmm. that was something that I was very obsessed about and it was like a game well if I do this then tomorrow it'll, it'll look like this mm. um you know and that, that, I, that's, it, that's really well said like I've, I don't know that I've ever heard anyone phrase it like it's, it's almost like a game where you're it's like it's almost like you're trying to beat the scales or outsmart the scales right Right. Yeah. And, um, but what I love is that, um, like right now I weigh 184 and I do not look like I weigh 184 no. because I've been working out so much that I know there's a lot of muscle in there now. And I also know that it's just a number and I feel so good. And I was like, Oh, I have to weigh 155 by the wedding. No, I don't. I keep losing. I've lost six inches in my waist. I've lost three inches in my thighs. And I feel like that belly fat was really, it weakened my core so badly that now I'm really working hard in my classes. And I, I go to physical therapy three times a week to strengthen my core um, because that's what got so weak. And I just want to be a strong, healthy person. That's my vision for myself. And I see it. I believe it. It's, it's, mm. it's happening. Guys, I wish you could see Megan. Like that's the only downside of a podcast is that you cannot see this beautiful, glowing human being that is that is looking at me through this this call here. This is uh, that's the only downside of it. Um, oh my goodness, so much good. I just want to bring out one thing there. One thing. So, by the way, you, <laughs> I told you at the beginning of the call, Megan was like a ray of sunshine. She came on this call. She told you she was over fifty. She told you she weighed one eighty four. Like she's just she's an open book and she's just wonderful. And we all love her so much. Like anyways, we can, we can all learn so much from her, but she said something in there about not being so attached to the scales anymore. And, and that is something that is a, for some people, it's a huge step and it's a really big thing we work on inside the inner circle coaching group, because as long as you are attached to the scales, even when you have success, it's not nearly as sweet. And the more you break away from the scales, the more sweet, wonderful, amazing freedom that you have. 
and just so much more peace of mind. And here's the thing, my friends, and I've talked about this before, and, and Megan knows this. So many times when we step on the scales, it's not even about losing weight. We, we step on the scales for either validation or punishment. We either want to try to validate what we have been doing, like, oh, okay, this is working. I lost a pound and a half. So what if you lost a pound and a half? Are you set up for success in the long run? Who cares? Who cares if you lost five pounds in two days? I mean, what, what about the long run? Like Megan said earlier, there is no end. Like this is, this. I'm learning, she's learning skills to be healthy and enjoy a vibrant, active life, a full life. So we either look for validation or we look for punishment. Like, oh, like she said, oh, I ate something I know I shouldn't have eaten. Well, let me step on. Let me see. Let me do some damage control. Let me see what kind of damage I did. The damage that you're going to do is when you step on the scales. It's not what you just ate. I mean, yeah, sure. Maybe that didn't move you towards your goals, but the real damage is when you step on the scales. And then either way, even if you didn't gain weight, then that's going to tell you, oh, wait, I can get away with that. So I'll do that more, <laughs> which is not necessarily true. Or if you get on the scales and you're up two pounds, well, then you're just going to beat the crap out of yourself. Neither way is a positive. Neither way is helpful. So, okay. That's enough. Shut up, Corey. Enough from me. Megan, we're wrapping up. Any parting words, my dear? Everybody out there, just know that if you do not give up on yourself and you continue to believe that you are worth it, you need to really believe that you're worth it and you will get there. Amen. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's it, guys. Megan. You are wonderful. You're amazing. Thank you for being the ray of sunshine that you are. And we will call it right there. My friends, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Megan, thank you so, so much for taking the time and coming on and being so open and honest and sharing everything you shared. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Corey.